0: Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate. And he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions.
1: I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today. But what? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> this is our fucking city. And nobody's going to be our Stay strong.
2: All right. Welcome back to the name redacted podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast on the internet. We were, I don't know. We were very close to having a, a sad podcast today. We were very close to having that happen. Uh, I, I know that like, you know, I feel like the, the term 162 guy and girls, there's girls who listen, a lot of girls listen to this podcast. Shout out to the ladies. Shout out to the ladies if you're a 162 lady. Uh, if you're a 162 person, Uh, maybe you can relate to this statement. And I feel like Tyler can. I feel like Jake can. We're on fucked up schedules, especially when the games are on the West Coast. But I woke up this morning essentially feeling hungover. I did not drink a drop of alcohol on Saturday night. But when the Red Sox lose a game like that, I wake up the next morning and I feel like I had 60 beers. It just feels... It's a horrible fucking feeling without... And I'm sure that there's some people who felt even worse because maybe they did have like 30 beers and then woke up after after watching that game or staying up for that game. So that didn't happen. I'm still like, in a way, like I feel like that's how we know that we're getting closer to June 28th is because the Red Sox won this series and I'm still kind of pissed off. Like it should have been a sweep. That should have been a sweep. But Tyler's here. Jake's here. Pete was a maybe and now he's a no. And then Pat, Pat's Pat. Pat's probably just still uh, feeling the loss of uh, fucking uh, Mo Dongle. Is it Mo Dangle or Mo Dongle? Donegal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Mo Donegal. Yep. Mo Don- Dongle uh, won the Belmont Stakes which is not the Kentucky Derby held in Kentucky this year. Uh, so Pat bet the right horse wrong race. So he's going through a tough time right now. First, first Sandra dumped him. Jeez. And I, I found that out. Like, Pat tried to make it seem like it was like a mutual split. She was here over the weekend. And oh. she was like, I fucking dumped his ass. Um, Jared, I hate to bring it up, but I sure. know when I was leaving your place the other night, there was someone coming in. Did mm-hmm. I miss
3: her? Was that who it was?
2: So the thing is, like Sandra was like, she was just coming by to like to just say what's up. Typical three a.m. Like, whenever she's in the yeah, <laughs> whenever she's, <laughs> whenever she's in the neighborhood, she'll just like drop by and be like, "Yo, what's up?" And like we like we dap each other up, like it's like that. Like, Homeboys. We're not, yeah, we're just boys. Uh, I forgot that it was at three a.m. No, that that doesn't look good listen people have weird schedules like we yeah. do 10 yeah. p.m baseball game is she a 162 gal yeah she yeah she loves the 162 yeah all right i get yeah. it now yeah loves the socks um yeah she's always watching the socks but uh so we did the we did the stream on what was that thursday night yep we did the stream and then you, what like can you what, before you get into like the news and, and the games and everything what, what was that next day like for you It was hell, so I I left your place. No, it was a a rough set. I I left your place. I got to the sports hub right around three, three fifteen. You know, smartly, I parked in the garage so no one would kill me while I was Mm -hmm. sleeping. When Mm -hmm. I showed up to the parking lot, there were two. There was a broken down car, Mm -hmm. two girls trying to change a tire. Unfortunately, I don't know how to change a tire, and I was like, you know, I probably that'd be weird if I asked if they needed help. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I went. I passed out in the back seat with my iPad. Woke up at 6 30 The garage started to fill out. I went over to the star market. I slept a couple more hours, uh, so I got probably about three to four in total. And then I showed up to work, and everyone said I looked like shit and my hair was a mess. Um, but hey, you know you can't win them all. Uh, as a one sixty two guy, I'm willing to take the punishment. I mean, th- th- by the way, Jake, write that down. We're making one sixty two guy shirts. We're making Love those that. shirts, and we'll we'll put out in in uh we'll put out one sixty two girl shirts as well. Um. But these are the stories that five, six, seven years from now, when you make it to the top of this industry, you'll be speaking to colleges, you'll be speaking in high school auditoriums, and you'll tell the story but like, "Hey, I was I was on a live stream for three hours, three and a half hours, and then I recorded a podcast, and then I drove to the radio station, slept in my car, and then I worked the next day." That's what it takes. You want to be Tyler Milliken? That's what it fucking takes it's an interesting life and you know back then i still had a active twitter account so i had to get my tweets ready for the day and everything uh before i lost it all um but like i say i'm willing to show up and do the damn job you know somebody Mm -hmm. has to come and do this and uh as we tend to do we all show up we do show up um yeah that was uh that was a hell of a performance by you uh can't even get can't even get pat to fucking wait wait, what's he doing he He watched the game did he He tweeted it. I I think our podcast account actually uh, asked if he was going to show up for the
3: podcast tonight. Yeah. Yeah. He tweeted, great win for the Sox. And I said, you want to do a pod tonight? And got no response.
2: I mean, he's going through a tough time right now. Like, he got dumped. Uh, His ex-girlfriend has clearly moved on. Sondra ain't showing up at his place at 3 a.m. I mean, again, like, we're just friends. I, I didn't say she moved on to me. I'm just saying, like, clearly she's not bothered by it um which sucks she's taken a liking to it yeah uh he's not showing up for the podcast ever and uh what was the other thing that sucks oh the he lost the the mo dingle bet so it is what it is it is what it is with pat um you just got to feel for the guy and and send your best wishes in his direction i'm sure i'm sure he'll uh he'll, uh, he'll appreciate that a lot T's and peace um, yeah uh so the Red Sox cap off a 10 game West Coast trip. Thank god by the way. Like th- first of all, like I think Tyler being on this podcast has taken all the wind out of my sails of being able to bitch about this because it's been b- predominantly worse for him. Uh and it's even worse for Jake too because like We'll do these shows, and then Jake will stay up even later to then have to edit them. So I'm—I actually have the easiest schedule out of here <laughs> and I'm just fucking wearing it every day. I, but I'm also older. You guys are young whippersnappers, so you're able to to turn around faster. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not young anymore. So I don't. I don't want you to discredit yourself, though. If I recall, you had a 7:45 a.m. meeting on uh, I Friday. Am, yes. Yep. I had to wake up at seven forty-five for uh for the eight a.m. meeting. Yes, uh, that's that, nothing small. Well, then I I I napped on Friday. I napped for six hours. Uh, Jared, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> I I got home at like three thirty. Woke up at nine thirty. It worked mm-hmm. out well. Yeah, I napped from like one p.m. to about seven p.m. I I picked up my phone at seven p.m. on Friday and. Everyone thought that I was dead. I was like, "Sorry, I just woke up from a nap." But it's like, dude you you last responded at one fifteen, like that's the fucking West Coast for you, man. Like you Um, want you want to be a one sixty two guy. Like last week was a grind, and uh, if you're one of these one sixty two guys or girls, and you've got to wake up in the morning, you've got to be at the office by nine a.m. and you're up until some of these games went until two. Some of these games went, to, I think, fucking Saturday night. Because I think in Seattle, those were all 10 p.m. starts. But the, the Angels games were like 938, wherever the fuck they were. Uh, the Mariners games were fucking 10 o'clock. So, yeah, fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. That's another reason why I was pissed. I was already tired. It's fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. And you think, you're about to, <laughs> you think you're about to win another baseball game. And guess what? You don't. You lose. But we'll get to that. Because I'm still pissed about it. I'm not trying to get
4: greedy. I'm trying to stay humble, but should have been a nine
2: one road trip. And I was talking to um, <clears throat> Coley Mick about this. Interesting. And we were trying to think of a more successful West Coast trip in Red Sox history or one that we were alive for. I'm not sure that we've seen one. Like, even the dominant teams. Like, I know that you guys were fucking six in 2004 but that one didn't go great. And 07, I went back and looked at it. I think they got walked off a few times. 08, it wasn't great. 13, it wasn't great. Even in 18, it wasn't like outstanding. I think this might have been the best West Coast trip that we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's crazy. I saw a couple people tweeting us too trying to say like could you look at the past West Coast trips? So like I was digging around and I I found this tweet from Ian Brown, you know, right after the game, and I thought he painted it perfectly. So this is the first time with eight plus wins on a West Coast trip since nineteen ninety-five. Me and Jake weren't alive. I was six. It's the first road trip of any kind with eight or more wins since twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen? They, they I,
0: well? I,
2: I was trying to remember what specific one it was. I you know, I was digging through schedules and I didn't end up getting to it, but uh yeah, 2017 was the last time they had a road trip this successful. Not a West Coast trip. That's 95, but just to find that kind of common thread of success. Mm. 1995 is when I started drinking. Wow. I was, already drinking, I was already drinking alcohol back then. Six years old. Mm-hmm. Was it because of dark things? Was it like uh, that? It's because of that West Coast trip. Oh, wow. Wow. I thought it was that traumatic childhood experience you were telling me about. Right. But I mean, that. That West Coast trip was dramatic for me. Wow, yeah
4: six, mm-hmm. six years I, old, just, just drinking.
2: It explains a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what this shapes is, you. This is why at you know, your age. You have to take six hour naps on a Friday night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Literally, just napped my entire Friday away. I don't care. It's I didn't like. I didn't go out anywhere. I don't fucking do anything. I just watch baseball. So I gotta be. I gotta be awake. I gotta be ready for that. I got shit on by all the guys at work that I took that kind of nap. Like, is there something wrong with taking afternoon naps once you're an adult? I mean, that, you fucking you basically stayed up all night because even if you did get some sleep in the back seat of your car, it couldn't have been great sleep. It's not oh. Like, you were like, oh, man, this is great. Uh, listening to the overpass is never, you know, the most soothing sound to go to sleep to at night. That's incredible. They sh- They should be fucking there should be. A Tyler Milliken plaque at 98.5 the Sports Hub, uh, for for what you've done for that company for this podcast, I'll build the statue right now. Thank you. The fact that they were they were busting your balls about that for shame. for shame. That's that's all I ask is just you know I'm not showing it off I'm not telling everybody but it feels good to be respected to be appreciated and this feels like a place where that happens a lot. Yeah, Jake, you uh you've been napping.
3: Yeah, I, t- I took a big nap on uh, on Friday. That's I think cool. I was up till. I think I went to sleep at six a.m. Jesus! Oh my God!
2: What time did you wake up? Right around twelve. Yeah. Good for you. You're a tank, Jake. Yeah, Jake. Look at these people, and 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 fucking Pat can't be bothered to even show up. For shame. Everyone goes through breakups, dude. Everyone loses bets. Show up. Jared's been drinking since he was six. Six. Alcoholism isn't an excuse, right? Please. I just power through that shit. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Like I said, this, this was really close to being a negative Nancy podcast, not just because of losing the series, but you also lost two starters in 24 hours, which isn't great until you consider that Cutter Crawford was just an absolute fucking stud. And I know that uh, the Oakland A's, or excuse me, the Seattle Mariners, are already thinking about carving them up. They fucking stink. I can't wait to talk about that in the stop and shop look ahead. They fucking suck. They can, they're a historically bad offense. They're very bad. Um, but Cutter Crawford just being like, hey, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll come up and give you five one hit shutout innings. You guys good with that? Yep. Yep. And I didn't realize it until the end of the game, but the bullpen didn't give up a hit after Crawford came out. They were nearly perfect, you know, in that sense. I think there was one walk and, you know, obviously some great defense helped you out there as well. We'll get to that. But you take out that second game and you look at the first game. And what they did out of the bullpen as well was incredible. I think they gave up one run in that game and they went four and two thirds to finish everything off. Uh, Overall, this bullpen, I know it's hard to look past the Robles stuff and some of those tough moments in game two. They showed up for you. And I think a big part of that is now Tanner Houck in that closer role. He looks good out there. He looks good out there. Ooh. Yeah, there's all right. There's a lot of different avenues that we go here Uh, because I want to talk about. Tanner Hulk being the closer of this team. And I want to talk about how mad I was on Saturday and not even Sunday morning. I think I woke up at 1 p.m. today. <laughs> I, just, I think I woke up at 11 and like looked at my phone and I was just like, I don't want to talk to anyone that sent me a text. I'm going back to sleep and I just did. Like it was like a depression nap. It wasn't even. It was it was one loss, but I mean, goddamn, I was wearing it hard. But Jared, it's not crazy because you know me and J- me and Jake were talking about this a little bit before you got on the call. Like you lose today with those injuries, all the good vibes from this trip are gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you immediately feel like you're in the dumps. You feel like you're kind of on edge going into Oakland. You know, you have St. Louis coming up. You don't have any answers on yours in terms of the starting rotation. Now Cutter Crawford emerges. It's like. All right, the offense started to sputter a little bit overall. Our pitching's not great. The bullpen continues to be the biggest problem. What is there to really feel good about right now? Yeah. So, in other words, thank God for our young son, Rafi Devers. Scoops. Thank God for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you go back to the start of the series. Another one-run win for the Boston Red Sox. It was a 4-3 ball game. Uh that was the first major league save in the career of Tanner Houck. Second. And what? Second, right? First was last year the Didn't. three inning save against the Yankees. Okay, yeah. I meant like a like a traditional ninth inning save. Continue. Um so Tanner Houck gets a save, and then I guess, because I'm I'm a fucking lunatic, and after the, the Red Sox get walked off at 2 a.m. on the West Coast. I still tuned into the the uh, post game show. I want to hear what Cora has to say after that. You know, it's like uh, it's, he's like David Allen Boucher. He like calms me down so I can go to sleep. And in the post game, actually, did you see the post game press conference with with Cora on on Saturday? Yes. So he was just firing through the questions. He was like, "Yep, yep. Anything else? Yep." And people people keep asking questions, but he wanted every question to be the last question because he wanted to get the fuck out of there. Uh, <laughs> So after Friday night's victory, where Tanner Houck got the save, because I know that everyone on Saturday was like, why is Hansel Robles in this fucking game? Where's Tanner Houck, if he's the new closer, then where the fuck is he? Uh, they made the decision before the game on Saturday, it was going to be a down day for Houck. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. He's never gone back to back days before. I believe that is correct. The closest thing we've seen is when he got hot twice in Oakland, and when he got hot twice, two days in a row, they used him the second time because they thought it would be a problem if they didn't. Um, so that that answers that question of where the fuck was Tanner Houck when you had Hansel Robles in the in the ninth inning on Saturday? Uh, they made that decision before the game. Uh, they were asked, you know, is this like is it an injury? Is it like no, no, no? You just kind of have that conversation before the game, see where everyone's at, and then you you make the decision. Um, you know you have you have the the hands that you were dealt in terms of um if this situation comes out this way i mean you find yourself in another one run game so certain guys have to be deployed i mean matt strom it feels like he's in every single game it, it, i felt bad because you know gave you a big inning the day before obviously game 2 comes in the inherited runner goes and scores and everything yeah. not great in that sense but he's the guy he's kind of the You know, things are bad. You need big outs. They go to him consistently. And sometimes it's going to work out for you. Sometimes it's not. But Mm -hmm. we saw, you know, people can look at the ERA and say whatever the hell they want. Mm -hmm. You take out that Orioles start. He's been your best consistent reliever throughout this entire season. Right. The Red Sox, uh, the Red Sox blew two saves on Saturday for those keeping score (laughs) at home. Nobody does it like the Red Sox. (laughs) Yeah, no, we, we out here. We out here, out here. Um. So yeah, Matt Strom got charged with the blown save, and then obviously Robles with the blown save in the ninth. Um but yeah, I mean Friday's game, that was uh that was Rich Hill, and he he got the uh fucking he threw like a breaking ball inside on the paint to winker, and he just kept it fair. That was the two run shot. I saw and you other than that, you got into it with a few people over that on Twitter, right? Yeah, so if if my whole stance because I said it wasn't a bad pitch, I was like, yeah, I mean, like it, it wasn't a bad pitch. You just got to tip your cap to fucking Winker. And then I had plenty of people coming at me being like, bro, like it's a bad pitch, like if like that's right in the wheelhouse for a lefty. I'm like, bro, it was on the paint, like you, like a bad pitch is middle middle. A bad pitch is like up and a little bit in there, like right if it's their fucking wheelhouse. That breaking, first of all, it wasn't even a fastball; it was a breaking ball. That cross the plate on the paint that's not a, you there's a such thing as making a good pitch that just gets hit, I mean that happens that's baseball, and it was but, down the line, like it barely fair, like everyone yeah. was kind of looking there and like turning their head to see if it was going to get over. He kind of right. jammed it out and yeah. you tip your cap, yeah, I mean, there was like a debate about like if that was the spot or not um I mean like Vasquez literally held his glove up where the pitch ended up and then he he was like trying to like deke i thought he was trying to deke uh winker by setting up outside but flashing his glove where he wanted the pitch to be doesn't matter doesn't matter it was a good piece of hitting by fucking jesse winker to be able to uh get to that ball as a lefty and keep it fair um and he did to run homer I just think when it comes to Rich Hill, there's certain people who just hate that he pitches this old style where, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff he's pitching. It's not throwing. And we see a lot of throwers today. The minute he ever gives up a home run or has a rough start, people jump on him so damn quick. Talk about get this guy off the team. A lot of ageism. Like, dude, he's been fine. He's your fifth starter. Like, what more do you want out of him? You expect someone to come in with a 250 ERA as your fifth starter. Right. No, it's a little, it's an ERA above four. It's not even above four or five. Take a breather. Yeah. People, I think if if Rich Hill, if Rich Hill was fucking, I don't know, 31 years old, people, I I think it's just because of the fact that he's, whatever he is, 42, whatever the fuck he is. People are like, oh, God damn it. He sucks. He's washed and blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, I don't know. Rich Hill, he is what he is. If he goes out there and gives you four or five innings and holds the team to three runs or less, I'm happy with that. I don't care. Like his ERA basically boils out to a uh, uh, quality start. Like if you, if you, if, if you throw a quality start every time out, what does that ERA end up being? Isn't it like fucking, isn't it around there? If you, yeah. if you throw six innings and three earned runs every time out, what is that over 32 starts? 438 ERA this year. You're going to end up right in that ballpark. And I think the FIP's even actually better than that. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, I, I have no complaints. Also, this was the start. <laughs> this is the start that Marco Gonzalez had against the Red Sox, who, by the way, my new best friend, I didn't, I didn't get to share this information. I should have tweeted this out. <laughs> but uh, after following Marco Gonzalez, who pitched on Friday night and went four and a third, two hits, two earned runs, he walked six. Should have been a lot more. Struck out four. And gave up the homer to uh, JD. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, um, after the Red Sox got walked off on Saturday, I tweeted, fuck my life. And he favorited it. <laughs> okay. He must have listened to the last that. podcast. Y- yeah. He must have heard some of the comments. Hey, we're chirping. It's okay to hey, chirp back. I didn't chirp. Me, me and Marco were friends. Well, uh, I think we I didn't said say so- anything bad about him. I just oh. said I, I just said I, I just said that I didn't realize that I wasn't following him back. And then I did follow him before the series. And now I am following him. So now we're friends. So we can joke about me wanting to die because the Red Sox lost against his Seattle Mariners. Well, first off, joking about dying on a Twitter platform is not Can't a funny thing to do. Uh, anybody do <laughs> who does that should be suspended. Uh, it's not a funny know. thing to do. It's not. It's it's actually quite sick. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think we clowned on Marco Gonzalez a little bit. I didn't. Uh, oh, I, I would f- never say that about Marco. I, I think you were driving the clown car. Jared. I would. Ne- Jake, would I say that about Marco? You'd never say that about Marco. That's what I'm saying. I would never fucking say that about Marco Gonzalez. We're really good friends. Best friends. Uh, what? best friends um we're getting there i mean it's still new okay it's still new i think with with time and experience you get to best friends but um right now we're, we're we're really good friends i like marco gonzalez a lot i like him a lot um but you currently as you sit right now are in twitter jail for threatening to kill yourself after saturday's loss Can a guy not do that anymore? That's what I'm saying. I thought Elon was about free speech. You know, for years I've tweeted about hurting myself or jumping (laughs) off a building or whatever it may be, and nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. Now, now people give a fuck. Isn't this this is more of like a credit to your your rising star? I I guess. I guess that's a positive way to look at it. The tweet for those who wonder, it's gone. You have to delete it if you want to get unsuspended. Mm -hmm. uh after Robles gave it up. I tweeted, kill me, please. I'm begging. Mm -hmm. Hashtag Red Sox. Hashtag dirty water. You love fucking hashtags. When I had nobody listening or caring, that seemed to be the only way people would see my shit. Can I be honest with you for a second? Is it ugly? Let me just be honest with you. Talk to me. So I noticed the whole hashtag thing long before this. But when I wanted to say something about it, it was when the Red Sox were really hot and they're still really hot. So I'm not going to like tell you what to do with the hashtags because I don't want to ch- change anything.
4: <clears throat> However,
2: I, hashtags on Twitter are just 100% not necessary. They don't nope. do anything.
4: I'll nope. be honest.
2: They don't do anything on Twitter. All they do is take up space and characters and they make your tweet look bulkier than it needs to be uh you're gonna get more followers by having tweets that can make people laugh because if you if you can make people laugh and people will like and retweet but a hashtag people will just be like this guy's using fucking What is this 2009 like that's the last time i think i used a hashtag okay uh, see i appreciate that i've i've gotten similar feedback from people who are you know what are you doing why, why do you keep doing this and it's one of those things it. It, it's worked so i was scared but you know what I, i'm willing jared if you're saying this jake i'm guessing you agree as well well you uh, can't now you can't stop now i gotta keep going <laughs> yes okay right. that's why i didn't say anything like you you have to keep going um if there comes a time where we can make a change maybe it's next season but right now you can't stop okay so for now i'll be ugly and proud yes my name is Tyler Milliken, and I'm ugly and proud. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> like, the hashtags. I mean, I use a hashtag for the gold bottles tweet. Different. But I mean, I started the gold bottles tweet in 2014. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, so I'm almost almost a little outdated. Fucking, how many? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. It's been nine seasons of gold bottles tweets. I was a sophomore in high school. That's crazy. This is the ninth season that I've been doing gold bottles. And I've told this story before, but I started it as a joke. Because in 2014, the Red Sox lost 10 straight games. And the first gold bottles tweet was after they won after losing 10 straight. So it was like a sarcastic, "woo," And then I just kept doing it. And I just never stopped for apparently a decade. <laughs> it would feel wrong. You're going to have to do this until you die, Jared. Uh, you yeah. don't have a choice. I I guess like sometime, like sometimes I get like gold bottles guilt a little bit where I'm like, God, I got to do it again. <laughs> like, I don't, I hate, I don't, I've actually toned it down with the all caps tweets this year. People hate me for that. I get a lot of complaints about that. Yeah, I was like the all caps guy for a while. And then I'm thinking like someone tweeted me today and said, aren't you a little old to be doing this? Wow. Talking about just like tweeting during games. More ageism. Right. Like, Could you believe that? You know how many other fucking people are like huge on Twitter that are substantially older than me? I just things feel wrong. Like certain moments. If I was able to tweet today during that Raphael Devers home run or that Rob Ref Snyder catch or that Raphael Devers defensive play, mm. those would have been all cap tweets for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I guess it annoys some people. I've never read an all cap tweet and it's annoyed me. I'm just like, oh, this is something I should probably look at. You have to act like you have to feel the moment. Yeah. You, you know, you shouldn't be tweeting it if it's, you know, the second inning and nothing's going on. Right. Like I will. I'll do all caps if I actually feel like a burst of excitement for that moment. I think if you go all caps, it can come off as uh, inauthentic for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I've I've toned it down a little bit. Um, but yeah, if you if you if you said that I was too old for TikTok, I agree. But Twitter, no, no. Twitter is not like a young person's game. That's Twitter. Your point uh, I'm a fucking grizzled. Twitter vet. I've been there since day one, and I'm fucking... I'll, I'll die on Twitter. You want to tell me to stay off TikTok, old man? Fine. Fine. I'll, Have your TikTok. I'll give you your flowers. For people like me who tweet about the Red Sox like that, all our styles came from you. And obviously, you turn it into your own thing and your own flavor. You got to bow down. When the king's in your presence, you, you bow you. down and you pay your respects to someone who set the tone for everybody else. Thank you. I didn't want to say it, but that is 100% true. It's, a it's reality on Twitter. I and listen, not, not necessarily, but there are definitely some people out there. Where I'm like, if you just cover up the name, you would think that that's a Jared tweet. A thousand percent. And there's more than a few people. A lot of people. Yeah. Companies. Mm-hmm. Plenty. Mm-hmm. Plenty. hmm. Not going to mm-hmm. say him because we're humble around. here. Right. We're doing a lot of being humble around here. It is what we do. You know what else we do? What? We go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mmm. Yeah. This is time to step up to the plate with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just $5 on any game and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday this baseball season? With DraftKings Same Game parlays? you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win Total runs, extra innings, and more, and boom, you have a shot and an even bigger payout. Right now, if your same game parlay doesn't hit, you can get a free bet back up to $10. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. I I mean, I've been so cold on, on some of these parlays that I've been doing. And people will get so angry with me. I'm like, bro. I am not just sitting here and throwing a dart at a dart board and throwing my picks out there. Like I look at geeky, nerdy, analytical bullshit and then I make my picks based on that. So it's about as logically sound a pick as you're going to get from a baseball perspective. Like I'm looking at it from all different analytical angles. And then from there, it's in God's hands. <laughs> I, I, I don't get to decide the rest. I can just tell you based on the percentages what the best picks are that day. If you want to ride with me, welcome aboard. If you don't,
4: that's okay too. But you should. Because when I win, whoo,
2: it's going to be... Those are big payouts. Those are big payouts. So what you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can uh, make any $5 MLB bet and get $150 in free bets no matter what. That is promo code Jared, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Um, Anyway, so back to Marco Gonzalez. My my One of my really good friends. um, He liked the tweet of me saying, fuck my life. And that's just what pals do. You kick each other when you're down because when you're comfortable with your friendship, it's like, I know that my buddy actually is really hurt right now, but I'm going to kick him while he's down because fuck him. Because my team won and his team lost and haha, and I'm having a good time and you're not. That's how friendships work. But then Tyler said that he wanted to kill himself on Saturday. And I mean, Elon Musk said when he bought Twitter, hey, we're going to have freedom of speech here. You're going to be able to say whatever you want. And then Tyler said how he felt. And now he's in Twitter jail. So I don't know what to make of that. I, I feel a little lost, a little confused. I feel uh, deceived is another word that I would use to describe how I'm feeling. Um, so when is your Twitter prison sentence up? Uh, I believe four and a half more hours. So I will be back, you know, I won't be awake in the middle of the night most likely, but I have tweets ready because I couldn't tweet, like Jared, you know, as a Twitter Mm -hmm. guy, there's certain games that are built for Twitter, like where you want to have fun. Early parts of this game weren't, but those last couple innings, oh my God. They had to tweet a fucking thing for like the first seven innings. There was nothing to tweet, but when you have Devers, Homer like he did on that ridiculous pitch off the plate. The defensive play after that, Ref Snyder. I'm sad. I feel like I missed a big day and uh, I'll be back, you know, because I'm a 162 guy, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. What are you going to do? Chalk what it up to game. Know? I don't know if I, I think, I think I've definitely, I've definitely threatened to harm myself on Twitter before. I don't know that I've ended up in Twitter jail because of it, though. Uh, someone had to report me. Uh, I'm guessing someone reported the tweet because I've tweeted that kind of stuff. A million times over the years. And yeah. I've never once been suspended for it. Yeah. How many followers have you gained this season? Do you know? Roughly? Yeah. So I had right before the podcast announcement, I probably had like 6,500. hmm And now I'm at about 10.7K. <laughs> so it's just about doubled. But if we go all the way back to before last season, I had probably like 800, 900 Mm -hmm. before the season started for 2021. Did you just start using Twitter last year? No, I just... So I had an account I used for a very long time when I was in high school. I eventually Mm -hmm. lost it. Then... what did you do? Uh, I just... Over time, it was one of those things like the password reset and I didn't have the email Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get back into it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've had this actual account for some time. I just didn't use it. But I've been tweeting nonstop like games going back to 2014. This account only goes back to 2020. Got it. But this is the first game I haven't tweeted in a couple of years. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I do know what I would do. I think I, we talked about this recently, about the fucking... <clears throat> um, and we talked about it on the stream is where we talked about it. When I got punished and couldn't watch game three, I think, of the ALCS in 2019. It hurts. I couldn't tweet and I couldn't watch... A playoff game. I can't imagine that. that I would lost my fucking mind. Like I had to. Like there were points where it's like I, it was like being back in high school, where you have to fake going to the bathroom so you can look at your phone or something. I I never I never used the bathroom at work, and I was like I gotta pee, and I'd get up and I'd look at my phone and I'd at least like see what was on there and like answer some text messages, but to have my phone taken away. During a playoff game as an adult, man, I was not pleased. No, that, that's hell. And even today, like, you know, I'm getting the tweets as the game goes along. So I can still DM people,
3: which is weird. Right.
2: I can DM, but I can't like, retweet or follow anybody. Um, so, you know, people were tweeting me and tweeting like Zoan Bertrand and saying like, oh, where's Milliken? I, this is the first time I haven't seen him do a game before. Mm. Well, I'm suspended. hmm. They put the dog in the cage. (laughs) But trust me, this dog will be loose again. Yeah. At 2 a.m. tonight. Yeah, you don't want to let the dogs out. And this tweet (laughs) will be ready. Trust me, I have a couple tweets ready to fire off. Like my first tweet, my first tweet of the game was after Cutter Crawford completed his fifth and final inning of work. I said, Cutter Crawford has given the Red Sox everything they needed today and more. Score some damn runs for the kid. And then I didn't tweet again until Raffy hit the two run homer. And then I tweeted about JD getting hit on the hand. Ooh, that didn't look good. Shaking hand. Mm-mm. Then I tweeted, "Holy shit, that was the uh Ref Snyder catch." Tweeted that video. And then the gold bottle tweet. I mean, there wasn't like those were the moments. Those the, it was the catch. It was the homer. Some love for Cutter. And uh
4: yeah, I, that it's tough. It's like
2: it's. I feel like what what I was saying before about how, like Saturday night, the Red Sox were the last game on TV. I'm not trying to just bog down everyone's timelines, but when the Red Sox are playing at two o'clock in the morning and they're the last game on the slate, you can just tweet about. I was tweeting about fucking random at bats that no one gives a flying fuck about. It's like you're either sleeping or you're watching this game. Like there's no other reason to be awake and like the Venn diagram of awake and following Jared Carabas on Twitter. You're probably watching this game. So, um, yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind sending a bunch of random bullshit tweets out on Saturday. Uh, if you but- go on my Twitter, I'm still living in the pain of Hansel Robo's blowing the game. <laughs> I had a couple <laughs> tweets this morning before the, su- the suspension came through. Maybe yeah. one thing if it happened right after, I would have been like, all right. No, they waited to do it until like noon today. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I- I've let it go. It doesn't hurt me anymore. I'm definitely not mad. Definitely not mad. Not pissed. Not angry. No. It was nice to see JD
4: Homer again. Thank God. For Friday.
2: What, May 17th had been the last, and he hits yep. two this series. Yep. And Bob Homered. It, yep. A couple times. Bob Homered on Friday to go up three two. Um, I mean, they'd ultimately win that game four three, but a <laughs> big homer for Bob. And you could make the case that Hansel Robles fucked Bob out of some ketchup. If he doesn't go on to win. I don't know, I don't know who the Clarks' ketchup MVP is yet. Uh, but if Bob doesn't go on to win, it's because of Hansel Robles. Because on Saturday night, the infamous Saturday night game,
4: uh, Bob homered. Bob homered with two outs and two strikes in the
2: ninth inning. And it should, have been, it should have been the end of the game. should have been 6-5 Boston Red Sox victory. And in my mind, it is a victory. If the Red Sox had a closer, that's another win. How many games? I think Maz had the stat. It was like nine games this year that they've had. They've either been like tied or ahead going into the ninth that they lost. I believe so. I actually took a picture of the stat that Nesson threw up today as well. Let me pull it up. But yeah, it's more games like that. And it's unfortunate because where right. they are and we know when it comes down to the end of this year, it's going to be a lot of these games. We look back and say, well, hey, if you took that one, that would have been a completely different outcome. Yeah, here we go. Nine losses this season when leading after the eighth inning. New York, Tampa when Bay leading inter- after the eighth inning. I thought it was tighter ahead. It's nope. Just simply leading. Yep. New York. or So the Yankees, the Rays and the Blue Jays have 11 combined. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> Wait, nine times, you say? Yep, so nine losses a season for the Red Sox when leading after eight. All right. I mean, I know it's overzealous to say that they win all of them. But let's just say they win all of them. They would have 41 wins and 20 losses. You're tied with the Rays for that wildcard spot, if not ahead of them. And the Blue Jays are right there. If you win all nine? Oh, no. If you win all nine, completely if different. If you win all thought, nine, you're like three games back of first place. Yes, I thought you were speaking like half. My fault, You might yes. be... Yeah, you're like three and a half back of first place if you win all those games that you should have won. Against some of those teams, you have statement wins in the division against yeah. the Blue Jays. Let's, against just the say, Rays. let's just say you win two-thirds. Then you're still... I mean, you're still in second place. You're above Toronto. You're above Tampa. Then you're like at least threatening to make first place interesting. I mean, the Yankees have a 733 winning percentage. It's, it's insane. insane. It's just one of those years. It's like 2018 Red Sox where everything like Matt Carpenter, like Matt Carpenter's doing these kind of things. They could pull anyone off the scrap heap and they're going to do something crazy right now. Matt Carpenter has seven hits for the Yankees and six of them are home runs. Dude was on the brink of retirement and during this year. Yeah, Started in A AAA. minor league deal got released and then the Yankees were like, "Ah, eh, sure, you want to come play for us? Fine. Fucking swings the bat seven times, six, six of those balls go over the fence. Crazy. It, absolute crazy stuff. And you tip your cap to them, you know, because we can respect what they're doing on like Yankee fans, you know, towards us. But um, yeah, it, it's tough. And you have Robles. You really want to see when a bullpen short, you have Robles coming off the IL working for the third straight day. Yeah, you're asking for it. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Robles has not been the Robles we saw down the stretch last year. I think anybody would tell you that. The advanced metrics do not look good for him right now in a lot of those things. But, you know, the other two nights he got you through didn't happen that night. And he's just, he shouldn't be in those spots. That's just the reality of it. No. But I, I think you look around right now, and after what they did on this West Coast trip, the first and third game of the series. Before this, you felt like they were multiple arms short. I feel like they're truly one arm short. One. I think it's just one arm. Could you use a second arm if you really want to make life extremely easy? But I think you look at where Tanner Houck is right now. Schreiber. I like the uh, Schreiber Strom. Strom. I, I, I mean, like Deekman we don't trust a little bit of an arson we, we don't trust I like Tyler Danish I don't think he's a eighth inning guy but I think he's fine in that seventh inning kind of area and Brazier I think we don't trust even though he, he looked good uh on Sunday Austin Davis was Austin I think Davis he deserves some trust. love Austin Davis we do trust uh who else are we missing here Sawamora. Sawamora, I mean that He had been pitching really well up until he gave up that bomb in Anaheim. Who is that to? Uh, Andrew Velasquez. Yeah, who sucks. He fucking Squid. sucks. He sucks.
4: <laughs> so Bad. I don't, I don't trust Salmore right now.
2: But hey. I don't know. But hey, let's be real. Josh Taylor's throwing live BP. Do we trust Josh Taylor? No. If he's If he's right? If he's right. But I mean, you're just jumping right back into it. Like I, when Josh Taylor, like first half of last season, Josh Taylor was God mode. Trying to be Koji. Yeah. And then it it just wasn't the same. So it's like, what what, I would need, I don't know, a 10 appearance sample out of him before I can tell you that that I trust him or not. Um, I, I would feel better about him than I would someone like Ryan Brazier. Because I, yeah. I think Austin Davis has done a pretty good job fi- like filling that Josh Taylor role this year. Yeah. I didn't pay too much attention to the velocity on Brazier. Where was he at? Did you notice? Uh, pretty atypical where he's been. You know what I mean? In that 94 to 96 area. Yes. Yeah. He's got he's to be sitting 96 to be right. effective. He, he, just, he gets squared up way too much. It's so much hard contact. And all of the advanced metrics on him. You go to his baseball savant page. It's one of the ugliest things you'll ever see. Mm. I love how you fell asleep, snug in baseball savant. Of course, the, the, that's I held on to it, and it got me through the night. Thankfully, mm-hmm. it did. It's been there for me when uh, you know Twitter hasn't. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe they lost that game on Saturday. It heartbreaker, heartbreaker, and you know you get a blooper in there. It's just the way it kind of all came together, and I think you look at just how many times you gave it up in that game. <laughs> like I and mean, they got the first out so easy. And yeah. it was fucking... It was J-Rod. You get just, J-Rod to ground out. And then you fucking walk J.P. Crawford. Suarez singles. Uh, then you get the second out on Frazier. Abraham Toro. Bloop. A little bloop piece. I thought that was going to get caught. I did. I watching JBJ, I was like, there's no, it has to, it has to land in there. And it just, he wasn't really even that close. Not to any of his fault. It's just where it fell. Toro was the Kendall Graven trade, right? Uh, I believe so. And he also bit you earlier in the game. He scored on the, uh, he knocked in that inherited runner yeah. for Strom. Yep. And then Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore has a flair for the dramatic. I'm pretty sure when uh, the Mariners hit that walk off, it wasn't a walk off, it was the eighth inning grand slam against the Astros last year. That was when their season really turned around. That was Dylan Moore. When <sighs> when Moore put it in the gap and JBJ somehow almost caught that ball, yeah. I, I legit, I couldn't believe it. I thought for a second he was going to get there. I just mm-hmm. wanted to ask you, I think JBJ is still excellent in center field. I mm-hmm. still think he could be one of the best in baseball out there. You think Kike Hernandez gets a glove on that? Because I don't. Um No. I mean, I, I still think that if Jackie can't catch it, nobody can. That's how I feel as well. <clears throat> Maybe Russ Snyder can. <laughs> that was fucking absurd. That His like, wh- numbers at AAA this year are like really good. Very good. And I think that catch he had was like a 20% catch probability. Yeah. I'm surprised it was even that high. He just the energy. And I know uh, Dave O'Brien thought it was Christian Arroyo. At first, when he said Christian Arroyo, I was like, holy hell. Yeah. Christian Arroyo, what Christian has gone into died. you. Um but that was a sick moment. That that was a cool minute moment for Rob Rush Snyder. And, you know, hit by pitch after that, or what before that, Endeavors hits the two run homer. Yeah, Dave, Dave, you could tell by the end of this series was he was uh he was tired. Fumes. <laughs> there, he was there's the uh because <laughs> when Brazier came in to pitch in the sixth, that's when JP Crawford came up. And Ob was like, "Ah, we're getting Crawford versus Crawford here. Like, That's fucking Brazier. What are you talking about, dude?" Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if if we're fucking dragging ass, I can only imagine what Maz and Ob and the players like—they're the ones that actually have to go out there and perform physical activities. I'm just sitting on the couch like an asshole tweeting things. It's nuts. They're they're the real heroes. Maz has been doing Felger and Maz and all this other shit. Like, dude. Dude, you know, no offense to Maz, but we, you know, Jared, you're saying you're old. Fuck. Maz is old. old. He's old as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No disrespect, of course, but he's old as fuck. No disrespect, but Maz Maz is doing four hours of radio. Well, five hours of radio and then a four hour broadcast. That's serious shit. Because he does the baseball hour. So he'll do two to six, six to seven, and then... He was doing 10 to 2.
4: That's fucking nuts. I don't, I don't know
2: how he's alive. And that, that's for the love of the game. You can say whatever you want about Maz. You don't have to agree with his takes. And you can dislike his squeaky voice. <laughs> but the guy clearly is doing this for the love of the game. He doesn't need the paycheck. I'm sure Hell he's no. more than set financially. Uh, it's not like he's out here fucking, oh, I need to do this to pay my kids college tuition. I'm sure they're fine. He's fine. It's all good. He's doing this because he loves it. And that's why I love Maz. He loves baseball. And he, I think, um, you need people like that <clears throat> in prominent positions like Maz is in. I mean, he's, he's in the driver's seat. Well, Felger's in the driver's seat, but he's in one of the pilot seats of the biggest show in, sports not just in this market but in the country and he loves baseball so because of that guess what's getting some love in this market baseball like what what if what if uh maz was as big of a football honk as felger does baseball hour even exist hell no i'd I'd be begging to run it but i promise you i would not be right (laughs) like maybe it never even is born like that could just be like the football hour where they just fucking suck the patriots dick for 60 minutes even in the middle of the summer when they're not even playing football. I'm sure it would do great numbers too. People Inst- love football. Instead, we get to go on and we get to talk some Red Sox baseball and we fight mm-hmm. with Maz, we don't agree on many things, but we get to talk baseball with them. Right. So this is uh that was it. That was my Maz appreciation for the year. Um that's it for me as well. Mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, Jake's takes from the series
3: should we get into some Clark's catch up because I got a pretty bold prediction for the MVP oh
2: like wow. you, have a, you have a bold prediction in terms of who you think is going to win the MVP
3: yeah I think there's going to be a little controversy again
2: mm. okay so you think it's between Bob and Devers
3: no
4: Whoa. you don't I think Cutter I think... Crawford deserves consideration
2: as well.
3: That's where I was headed.
2: Cutter Crawford for... I mean, the Red Sox lose Garrett Whitlock. They lose Nathan Evaldi. And then Cutter Crawford is kind of just, hey, we, we need you here to step up. And he gives you five shutout, one-hit innings. And I mean, if they don't win that game we're having a completely different conversation right now. And Alex Cora didn't like mix words. He said, listen, Cutter Crawford's only here because he was supposed to pitch down in Worcester today. Not trying to be mean, but this is what we had. We didn't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. So we said, Hey, Cutter, come, come toss here. Come play, mm-hmm. come play a little uh, you know, a little baseball. Mm-hmm. And God damn, he-, he pitched and, He's been down in AAA. It hasn't been good the last couple of appearances. Like he's been roughed up like pretty considerably. Uh, and we saw what happened when he was in the bullpen this year, where the command just faltered. And I think he walked four guys today. Those four walks are a little misleading. Like he was pitching very well around the strike zone. Um, but I think now you look at him, he's earned at least one more start. I'm not telling you he's a starter at the big league level, but that's a lot more than you had in one of those spots than you did, you know, 12 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't hate it because I think Cutter Crawford coming out and what he did today is proof of the depth you have. Something this Red Sox team has not had in a long time, and it's proof that hey, we can lose two of our better pitchers on this entire staff, and we're not going to sink. Rafael Devers led the Red Sox in this series in OPS, thirteen sixty two. He hit three hundred with a four sixty two on base. He slugged nine hundred. Julio Daniel Martinez hit 273 with a 385 on base, a 909 slug, so that's a 1294 OPS. Xander um, hit 364 to lead the team in this series. I mean, there are a lot of guys that that deserve some catch up. I- I'm not going to say I'd pick him, but Tanner Houck two saves in this series. Ooh, that's another good pick. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he'd win it, but what he worked through in that ninth inning in the first game, that Adam Frazier Lionel had a 9-10 expected batting average, so extremely scary. Found a way to get it done, and then today he was nails. I think there's, ooh, theres is there another reason to call Coley right now? I don't, I wouldn't think it's the worst decision. I mean, he I, did just have a baby, though. Oh, wow, congrats to him. Congrats to Coley on the baby. I, I don't mean to disrespect Coley's child, but I think he would also think this is very important.
4: <laughs> I agree with that. I think Coley, Coley understood the assignment. Um I mean he's
2: it's not like he's uh volunteering to do these spots. I'm just I'm just calling. Him. That's the kind of guy he is, though, is he not? That is the kind. I mean, do we want to put in our votes first so that Coley's the deciding vote? I think that's fair. I I like that path. So we're not putting too much on his shoulders. Right. Uh, I can go first. I'm going to go Devers. Uh, Not only those two ridiculous home runs he's hit the last two games. That play on that Jesse Winker ball. Whoa. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Huge to get that first out of the inning for Schreiber. I think that's gigantic. You never know how the rest of that inning is going to play out. You know, what ends up happening with Rob Refsnyder in right field. You know, depending with what, you know, a guy on first base and how it could have played out. That was one of the best offensive plays, I think, of the entire season, and it's gonna get overshadowed today. Um, but once again, Rafael Devers continues to show why he's the best player on this team, why he's one of the best players in all of baseball and why the Red Sox need to give him the damn bag. Mm. Jake?
3: I got Cutter, dude. I mean, huge home run by Rafi there, but that he doesn't even have the chance to hit that two run homer to go up by two if Cutter doesn't set the table there. I mean, if, if he went three innings, three runs, like that's kind of what we were expecting. He went five shutout. He He gave us the chance to win that game. So if, we're, if we lost that game tonight, we're in a real tough situation. So I got, I got to give it to him.
2: And, you know, not to, you know, back Jake's point and jump right off mine, but if Cutter goes three more innings, it felt like the bullpen went as far as it could have gone today. Where would you have got two more innings? Maybe Halt could have given you one more. You would have been pushing it.
4: Beyond. Hmm. Yeah, I'm calling Coley. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Please, Coley. What are you doing, taking care of a baby? Mm. Selfish. <laughs> McMahon. We got another predicament here. <laughs> <Sure>. um, <laughs> are you taking care of a baby right now? or?
2: Kind (laughs) of. Are you still in the hospital? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is way more important. Definitely. Um, Make sure the baby's quiet. Yeah. Can you keep that fucking baby from making noise, please? (laughs) No problem. Thank you. Um, All right. So there's two votes have already been cast for the Clark's Catch-Up Series MVP. Uh Uh, We have a vote for Rafael Devers, Uh who led the team in OPS. In this series, thirteen sixty two. Bob also homered twice. Does not have a vote. Xander Bogarts led the team in batting average. This series, three sixty four, does not have a vote. Um, JD Martinez, twelve ninety four OPS, does not have a vote. Uh, one vote for Raffy. One vote for Cutter Crawford. I have yet to make my vote, and then I'm also giving you a vote. So
1: Cutter Crawford was a good guy today. There's no two ways about it. Mm -hmm. Didn't get the win. As we know, wins are the most important pitching staff. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know how he got a vote. (laughs) That's insane. Uh, No ref Snyder, love. He made a catch. He he scored the game-winning run.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was considered also Hauk is being considered for having two saves in the series as well.
1: Two saves is big.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, And I also think I don't know if this point's been made. I don't listen to the program. Mm. Um, I don't know what all the the hullabaloo is with Whitlock as a starter. When Howe could barely get out of the third inning his whole career, mm. like he's tailor made for this role. Um, you know, Franchi, Franchi played some
2: right. <laughs> he <was laughs> there. He did something.
1: He definitely played some right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Verdugo got a new chain. I feel like you guys probably haven't discussed that as much as needs to be discussed.
2: No, not yet. We're going to get there in the next uh, segment.
1: That needs that should probably weigh in heavily here. Raffy mm-hmm. uh, Raffy hit his two bombs, but he hit one in a loss too. I feel like that
4: that almost takes away from it. Yeah. I mean, they
2: should have won that game, though.
4: Definitely.
1: You also, know, if know,
2: they well, win that game, then Bob probably gets the catch-up.
1: Right. That's a good point. You know who Sneaky deserves? Uh, maybe not the, all the catch-up, but like a packet.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: fucking fucking the Braise train, Ryan Brazier.
2: Yeah, he, get, he gave up a run on Saturday, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, for him, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like throwing a perfect game. <laughs>
2: that's, that's a good point. <laughs>
1: I mean, him coming in with the bases loaded and nobody scoring was the
2: upset of the millennium. I feel like at this point, the the MVP has evolved to where it's like, all right, we'll, we'll get like the Clarks catch up MVP is Rafael Devers, but a packet goes to Hauk, a packet goes to Brazier. Um and a packet goes to JD. JD hit two home runs, right? The, I was gonna say
1: Julio. who was yep. gonna be my
2: pick. Yeah, Julio. Uh, his second homer was for the lead, right, on Saturday. Yep. There's a lot of good fucking candidates. Like I don't know why we keep running, and it's it's a good problem to have. But we keep running into this fucking situation where we just can't pick a Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. I
1: was gonna say I think because of I mean I. I don't just take on-field stuff into account. I
2: take the whole package. I think Debra's finally eating an ice cream cone like that has Mm -hmm. to push him up the top. Yeah, that's a great call. Wow. That's a great call, yeah. I mean, we haven't... We've literally been waiting for four years to see him just (laughs) hose down a a fucking nice little uh, vanilla chocolate swirl.
1: He... You can tell that wasn't his first cone. Not even necessarily today, but like he was eating that. Like he bites ice cream.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he eats it like a fucking dog in the drive-through.
1: But yeah, he uh, he does not have sensitive teeth whatsoever.
2: No, and I love how like, like JD JD sent me a picture of Raffi eating the ice cream, and he was like, "Don't don't whatever you do, don't tweet this." And I was like, "All right, cool." 30 seconds later, there's Rafi just fucking absolutely demolishing this ice cream cone on national television. I was like, why is this a secret? Like, why Why can't people know that he eats ice cream? Clearly, he doesn't care.
1: Listen, he, I, I think it's one of those things where if he had done this in the middle of, like, imagine if he was munching ice cream the first month of the season, people would have been like, no, you can't, you can't give him an extension. Trade him. Mm-hmm
4: you would have been story out of control made
1: that catch. People forget Story made that catch.
2: What catch? The Adam Fraser lineout. Oh, the Fraser one there. Yeah. yeah.
1: He I also dropped that one
2: that. in the second game. Wow. Fuck. I mean, so wait, who who are you voting for? It has to be Devers because of the ice cream.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. I said that's what pushes him over the top.
2: Okay. I mean, I'm glad that Cutter Crawford got a vote. Like he deserves a vote/a packet. Um, Have you apologized
1: to me
2: <laughs> about
1: the Mariners yet?
2: What? What? By saying they're America's team?
1: No, I mean we did this all last September. We, like you got to be afraid of the Mariners. And I didn't Alex, say that this you know, year. You know what? You know what? I retract my Denver's so. vote. My Clark's Sketchup MVP was Alex Cora for telling him to go f- shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: a good vote. He uh, he did say that. Um, yeah, and I, I warned you about the Mariners last year, but they it took them until the last day of the season before they got eliminated from the playoffs.
1: And then they're getting it out of the way earlier this year. What's your point?
2: I never said that they were scary this year.
1: You said they were coming, and I said they are not.
2: I didn't say where they were coming to. <laughs>
1: They, they've gained no uh, ground on the Angels who have lost 75 games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tough. The Angels are back, though.
1: The Angels are back. They got Joe Madden shaving his head and then firing him right
2: out. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's such that a, tough a tough look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. just walking into the clubhouse with a fucking mohawk and you're like, what's up, boys? Like, sick, sick, sick. Anyways, you're fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs>
1: You know what? If you come in with a full head of hair, we would have kept you. But this really, this was unsettling. <laughs>
2: uh um uh, before we let you go, you had you had another kid. Do you want to say anything about the kid? Yeah, she's fine. All right. Great. Um all right, we'll uh we'll talk to you soon then.
1: I guess. Yeah. I guess <laughs> I keep doing this, yeah. Yeah, I mean i
2: I, I'm gonna vote for Devers, so so Devers is winning Clark's catch up series MVP. But I mean, it's it's good that Cora got a vote, and it's good that Cutter Crawford got a vote as well. They both get a packet.
1: And
4: Bob's hot. Don't forget,
2: Bob is hot. Bob, uh, uh, Bob ghosted me. No. He, yeah, he didn't. He didn't answer me. He didn't answer me all series. And then after after uh, after they won the series today, he answered and he said he was playing hard to get. <laughs>
1: Listen, when when you're hot, you're hot. He knows he's hot. So yeah. he knows you doesn't have to slum it
2: with, with a bum like you. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Um you enjoy your baby and uh we'll talk soon.
4: All right, tell your dad you're welcome. All right, I will. All right. Bye right, bye.
2: All right. That mm. that is some of the best analysis I've heard. I mean Coley Coley breaks it down with the best of them. Uh your clocks catch up series MVP Rafael Devers. <laughs> How many does he have? More? He's got to have a few by now, right? Ah, uh, yeah, we've definitely given him at least one so far this year. We got to keep someone track of that.
3: Someone from the Twitch stream actually sent us a list of the actual results from the last two years.
2: Perfect, perfect. Do we we need the results from
3: just this year.
2: We need to do it like all time, and then just this year. We need both. Because I mean, I remember like Kike last year got like six bottles of ketchup in a row. It was just like, yeah, like Kike is the ketchup king again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like uh, it's like the, the packets are kind of like Tommy points. Give out a little packet to Hauk, a packet to Cutter, packet to Ref Snyder, uh, oh. packet to Bob, a packet to JD. I think I liked Coley's point on Cora as well, giving it to the Mariners a little bit. I think that's the first time we've seen that kind of fire this year, and it was it was a little nice to see. hmm You know, kind of sticking up, and we know. That's why the guys love Alex Cora so much is in a moment like that where I think some people said, ah, I don't know if it was warranted, Cora didn't give a fuck. He never does. That's what you need. I will also say props to Bob for doing this in front of his family as well. Uh, I heard there were like 50 people at that first game. There to watch him, you know, being back in his hometown. Obviously, not scared to perform in front of them. Yeah, he don't give a fuck.
4: Bob ain't scared. I saw that. I saw that his family was there. Um. All right, Raphael
2: Devers, your Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. Wow. Uh, any other uh, takes on this series before? I mean you I know mean, obviously if there if there was a negative thing to say, uh Michael Walker did not look great coming off the c g shut piece yeah, definitely not his finest performance, but i I'll give him credit he made it farther than I thought he was based on those first two innings. um the defense definitely didn't help him uh, the one guy I was hoping for a little more out of in this series was trevor' story. uh yeah. he's gone a little cold as of late. I'm a big trevor story guy i I think he is someone who's gonna have really hot moments and then some colder streaks, but uh. I'm hoping sooner rather than later we see him go through another one of those hot streaks, especially with the Valdi and Whitlock down because I feel like they're going to need someone to get insanely hot here. Mm-hmm. Vasquez continues to hit, which is nice. Yeah, uh, props to Christian Vasquez, man. Just consistently doing it again and again. Uh, you know, big RBI single. What? He made it 3-0 before everything happened yep. with Waka, but shout out Christian Vasquez. That pretty much does it. I'm not, I'm not worried about Waka. I mean, I'm mean, i going to let that one slide coming off a CG shut
4: piece. Um, but the Red Sox are coming home
2: after a 10-game West Coast trip to Fenway Park uh, starting first with the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's. Dallas fucking texted me earlier. This is like I don't even know what fucking time. It was like four o'clock. And he was like, uh, he's like, what are you doing? I was like nothing. What are you doing? He's like, I, I'm going to be, I'm landing in two hours. Like, what's your address? I gave him my address. I was like, what? like, I was like, I got to record the podcast. Later. Like, what, what, what podcast? Wow. Like the, the other one. All right. What's your address? I just gave you my address and I never heard from him again. That was like six hours ago. Concerning. Yeah. So I don't know. He I mean, if that dude is just roaming the streets of Boston, then that's a that's a problem. And um I don't wanna reveal any information, but as someone who's visited your apartment building and been trapped, mm-hmm. lost, uh, you know, in the lower levels of the building, I, I know Jake's not there to go and look for anyone right now, mm-hmm. but if you have some time I would go down there and check. That's true. He could just be roaming around the, the halls of this place. It's scary. Um but yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to go see the fucking green and gold at Fenway Park, you got to use the SeatGeek app. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, did you know that your butt has a favorite app? I've heard that before. hmm. That's right. It's SeatGeek. I use the SeatGeek app to go to the NBA Finals. Tough loss in game four. I was actually very disappointed in that crowd, uh, at TD Garden. Like you had an absolute layup. Situation, no pun intended. To fuck you, Clay Chance, fuck you, Draymond, just absolutely rattle their brains, and it just didn't happen. We spent the last hour of Zoan Bertrand just with callers giving us chance. They'd call, do the chant, and hang up, and we picked the best chance after the, you know the entire hour. This didn't happen. Nothing. The same fire wasn't there. Yeah, they. The Warriors let you know that this stuff bothers them, and then Celtics fans are like, "All right, we'll do it a little bit, but not as much. We don't want to <laughs> hurt your feelings again." Yeah, it's very strange. <coughs> Anyways, I used CK to go to Game Three of the NBA Finals. Um, yeah, there were some some guys in the Cardinals hit me up, and we're like, "Hey, we're gonna be we're gonna be flying in for that weekend series." Trying to catch a game six, you know any uh, you know any ticket hookups? And I was like, Yeah, actually, I do. It's Seekik. i let them know. Seekik is so beloved by butts everywhere that they've made it the highest rated ticketing app. Whether it's concerts, basketball, baseball, football, festivals, or anything else, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. SeatGeek rates every ticket from zero to ten to make sure that you're getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad, and you. Mr. St. Louis Cardinals baseball player, you can get $20 off your first purchase if you use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. That is promo code Jared for $20 off your SeatGeek order. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat and download the app today.
4: That's a true story, actually. I didn't make that up. You're
2: such a good guy. I'm just trying to help out the guys. You know, you want to go see the Celtics? Well, guess who has the tickets? It's SeatGeek. A basketball guy like you, Jared, who's actually been to a game this series. Mm-hmm. Where else would you look? Nowhere. I love I love hooping. Big B-ball guy. Yeah. Backcourt violations and shit like that. Inbound pass? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love those inbound passes. 100%. Yeah.
4: That's what I'm all about, is the uh, shout here with the hook shots. Thank you. Thank you. Do we want to... Before we do the
2: stop and shop look ahead, do we want to... Uh, do we want to say anything about these IL stints? I mean, Kike's on the IL. Nathan it- Evaldi is on the IL. And so is... <clears throat> Garrett Whitlock, who our very last episode, we had a very lengthy discussion about how the Red Sox should use him moving forward. And the Red Sox were like, we're not going to use him at all. Yeah. He's going on the injured list. It, Yeah, I think, and we talked about it last episode, especially with Whitlock, you know, kind of looking back at that, you know, we mentioned the video where he was limping and questioning whether it came from that little slide he had, of, you know, back in April. It doesn't seem like it came from that. Uh, it's just something that's developed as of late. I saw them mentioning changing how he's going to run instead of, you know, running the steps at ballparks or whatever, getting him on a treadmill. But I did see today that he's still limping. Uh, You know, the media members kind of notice that Mm -hmm. that kind of scares me. Um, Kike going down, very frustrating, very tough. That defense will be missed. And it's something that shouldn't be just thrown to the side because the bat hasn't been great. But um, losing Whitlock and Evaldi, that's a serious problem because the rotation has been the best part of the team this year Uh, and those are two guys that you really innings are innings and you need those innings because you're just putting more stress on a bullpen that doesn't need more stress I agree Um, but I look at Whitlock right now and I say I hope him and of are back what is it June 23rd would be uh, the same 15 days when they're both ready I hope that's the case but Ivaldi, they said for days he wasn't going to go on the I.L. Now he's on the I.L. I think when you start digging up the record books to be like, hey, when's the last time that Ivaldi's had a velocity this low and you go back fucking eight years? That's when you, you probably feel like the, uh, the injured list was inevitable with Nate. Um, I, I don't like that he's on the I.L. and he finished that last inning. Yeah. If something like, wasn't right there, he should have came off immediately agreed and yeah the fact that alex saw something at the 80 pitch mark and went out there but he still continued past that um not that it's a huge deal i mean it will become a huge deal if he has to miss a month or more if he's down for a couple weeks all right whatever fine plug that hole but if it ends up being a, a, an extended stay that's when you look at the player and be like bro we already know you got balls like we, we were here in 18. We seen it. We know what you can do. And, and you're that dude. You're not you're not proving yourself in a fucking June, whatever start against the Angels. We get it. You uh, don't have to go out there and shoulder the load like that. I think mm-hmm. this and, you know, I can't tell you. Definitely. It feels more like this is the Alex Cora. And I'm not referring to Whitlock in the sense, but with the Valdi Marathon over Sprint. Sure. Where they're saying, hey. We can get by. I think, uh, you know, Chris Hatfield from Sox Prospects was looking at the AAA rotation, how it's set up. It looks like Winkowski might end up filling in for another start here for his second big league game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Maybe that's a blessing in disguise. I, I, I look at even today with Cutter Crawford. I look. I think Cutter Crawford, as long as he can kind of hold his own in his next start, you got to reconsider him for the bullpen again. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like what I saw from from Cutter Crawford. Um, I think with Winkowski, it's like you had one start. It was a double header. It was his big league debut. He was nervous. It, that wasn't him. So no. I'm more interested to see what he can do if it's like, all right, Hey man, like this, you're going to, you're going to make a couple starts here. It's not just, you're up and it's, you're out of your, uh, your routine. And this is whatever. I mean, it's also tough to make your big league debut at Fenway park. But yeah. then, I mean, it was a five fucking game series and they needed a spot starter. So it, it, that's just what it is. Um, ideally, you'd have them make that that big league debut on the road. But they, they at least have some options that they can go with. Um, and that, when Kowski's coming off his arguably his best start of the year, uh, he threw a complete game seven inning uh, shutout the other day. Just dominant, like went and nope. did his damn thing. So if there's a time to kind of be excited and say, all right, let's do it feels like a chance for them. Mm. So they have options. It's not the end of the world. It's not the best spot to be in, but it's not the end of the world. And um, I guess we'll, we'll kind of see what the, what the Red Sox have going on here. But before we do that, we got to talk about Freshly. It's food that's fast that doesn't need to be fast. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work. Their meals are designed by nutritionists, cooked by chefs, then delivered fresh. Other meal deliveries need to be prepped and cooked, but Freshly is ready to eat in just three minutes. No one wants to spend an hour cooking dinner after a rough day at work or an infuriating commute. At the end of a long day, takeout doesn't have to be your only option for an easy dinner. Whether it's for you or your whole family, Freshly gives you convenience, flavor, and nutrition. Get delicious, chef-made, nutrient-packed meals delivered straight to your door. No cooking required. Fresh and never frozen. Ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. Use the Freshly website or the app to find meals that fit your lifestyle with plans that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. Choose from over 50 nutritionist-designed entrees like their classic steak peppercorn, multi-serve sides like their masterful mac and cheese, or their new line of plant-based meals. Skip the grocery shopping and dirty dishes. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week. New meals are added weekly, so you're never stuck eating the same thing over and over. Stop stressing about dinner. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $125 off your first five orders when you go to Freshly.com slash Boston. That is $125 off at Freshly.com slash Boston. Trying to look
4: ahead right now? Let's do it. We might as well. Uh,
2: Dallas Braden is in town, which can only mean one thing. The Red Sox are squaring off against one of the shittiest teams in Major League Baseball, the Oakland A's. Poverty franchise. A legitimate poverty franchise. They have the second worst run differential in the American League, second to only the shitty Kansas City Royals. Um... Huh, let's see. So the A's have not named a
4: starter for the opener. Nick Pavetta versus
2: TBD. Rich Hill versus James Caprillian. And then the Red Sox. We don't know who they're gonna have starting on uh was that Thursday. Because we're off tomorrow, right? We're off on Monday? Yep. Fuck yeah. We're off on Monday. <clears throat> so Tuesday, Nick Pavetta versus TBD, Rich Hill versus James Caprillian, and then TBD versus Paul Blackburn. Paul Blackburn, the Red Sox are 3-0 with a plus-16 run differential against the A's this year. Um, Who's this fucking Jared Koenig? Yes. He uh, recently just came up for them. So that's probably going to be your... That's probably going to be your Tuesday starter for Oakland, yeah? I believe so. Lefty. 28-year-old rookie making his second career start. Yikes. The Braves fucked his face <laughs> in, yeah, the, he, in his debut. Yeah, he, he did not have a good time. Yikes. He's 6'5", though. I guess that's, that's cool. He throws, he throws his curveball more than any other pitch. Interesting. Yeah, four innings, five hits, four earned. Um, okay, good for him. That's a loss. James Caprillion, <laughs> he's 0-3 with a 5-7-3 ERA. They this tagged going to be a loss, too. Yeah, I think they tagged him for four runs last time. Five and a third, five hits, four earned, only one strikeout, a homer, and an L. Uh, he missed all of April with a shoulder injury. He's having a bad year. The ERA is sky high, uh, and his FIP is somehow even worse. He has a 6'11 FIP. I like it. Uh, fastball's bad. 500 opponent slug. Slider is his best pitch. He's got a 33% whiff there. 100, uh, 147 batting average against. The A's are four and four when he pitches, but they've lost his last two. Somehow, Devers is zero for nine against this guy. Verdugo three for five, couple doubles. Bogarts one for six, but that one is a homer. And then uh, Paul Blackburn five and two, a two three one ERA, the one all one whip doesn't strike anyone out really. Um, Red Sox also bullied him last time. They sure did, yeah. I remember uh, I was about to tweet something mean, but I was like, ah, Dallas is down bad enough. I was going to be like, this is the guy that you fucking blow on every single episode of Baseball is Dead. This your boy? He has five starts this year with zero earned runs. Uh, He's only allowed three home runs all season. He's coming off his best start of the year. Eight innings, four hits, zero earned runs. uh, Only three strikeouts, though. Uh, The start before that was against the Red Sox, and it was his worst of the season. That was the four innings, seven hits, four earned. Um, he's allowed zero earned runs in nine of his 12 starts. He sits about 92 at the sinker. That's his number one pitch. His number two pitch is the curveball. It's disgusting. 67 batting average against. Three for 45, 19 strikeouts, a 33% whiff rate, and a 133 slug. The A's are eight and four when he starts, but one of those four losses is the Red Sox. Um, Red Sox hitters are seven for 18, three doubles, a couple walks. Um, they only have four qualified hitters, and the best OPS out of that group is 713. Wow. They suck. They suck. Their best OPS in the team is their backup catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. Yes uh and that's 763 so
4: um there's only yeah. one way to go jake i'm going to i'm going to defer to you on this one sweet
2: <laughs> you think they're going to sweep
3: i think they're going to sweep
2: yeah it, you got to feel real bad about yourself if a team with Kike Hernandez on the I.L. With Nate Aldi on the I.L. And Garrett Whitlock on the I.L. You get sweeped by them? Yikes.
4: How can you feel good about anything? Not that they do. So are we all in agreement here? Yes.
2: I think I, 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 I had them sweeping the Mariners, right? <clears throat> yes. You, I think uh, you and Jake did, correct? There was one yeah, bold soul I I who said two out of three. I, I don't know. I mean, we were correct, ultimately. Yeah, actually I will tip my cap. You guys were right. So like I'm that, sorry. You're right. That was a nine and one West Coast trip. I don't even want to count that other loss like Andrew Velasquez sucks. Yeah, they went 10 and zero. crazy road trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they went 10 and zero on the West Coast trip. I, I hate I, I can take Losing, kind of, when it's like, all right, yeah, we lost that game. It's the games that, like, they they were they were one strike away from winning. Like, maybe four games this year that they lost. Like, that's the worst kind of loss. Like, those are the hangover losses you kind of talk about, where you already have typed out the game winning tweet. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's in your drafts. I I hate to say it. I had mine. I, I was ready to go. And then when you have to delete that tweet, nothing hurts more. Like, I woke up this morning because I, mean I obviously I tweeted after the Red Sox lost the game. And I said, quote, the Red Sox would have one of the best records in baseball if they had a fucking closer. It's insane how many games they've lost because they don't have one. Add this game to the list. It's legitimately inexcusable. So I tweeted that. And I was like, I'm fucking mad. And I, I think I, I didn't look at Twitter. I just like... Went, I opened up TikTok just to like unwind. I was like, show me funny shit. Like, show me funny shit so that I don't have to go to bed angry. And then I went to bed. And I woke up at 11 o'clock this morning. And I looked at like... All, I, I didn't even read the text messages that I had. I just saw that I had a bunch. And then I opened up Twitter. And I looked at that tweet. <laughs> and I saw 476 replies. And 113 quote tweets. And I was like, I am not, I'm not doing Twitter this morning. No. Fuck it uh, for your mentor. 476 replies. And then the tweet that said, fuck my life, got 170 replies. And how many quote tweets? Twenty-six, so not bad. How but many suspensions? None. Okay.
4: None. Um. But
2: I knew. I knew. Uh, when I woke up this morning that I was not going to be doing Twitter.
4: So. But it was because of that take.
2: I hate losing games that the Red Sox should have won. If I told you Garrett Whitlock was in this bullpen two weeks from now or a month from now, how would you feel about this bullpen? Is it, is it the Garrett Whitlock of old? Yes. So, uh, oh. I, all right. Yeah. Uh, let, let's hope. Let's hope because that's really how I feel. Like I don't know if it, if they somehow, some way, let's say at the trade deadline, let's say at the trade deadline, the Red Sox go out and get like a stud, front line pitcher, starting pitcher. Let's say okay. they go out and get like an absolute verified th- stud, like cost controlled is- <laughs> starter. There's not many of those guys. This is a pretty big, you know, <laughs> yeah. assertion you're making here. Yeah, let's say let's say he's like a righty um throw heat? No, I wouldn't say heat, but he can dot it up. Hmm. Let's just say like let's just say they go out and get someone like that, right? Yep. And then you move Garrett Whitlock to the bullpen and he's through April 2022 20, Garrett Whitlock how do I feel about the team? Yes. That team's probably winning a championship. I couldn't agree more with you. Like, and I, like people want to say, oh, you're being a homer. No, like you will have one of the best bullpens in all of baseball in this, whoever this young controllable stud starter is right. Your rotation, you include him, that guy, native all and you get Chris sale back. We fucking ride. You already have the best offense in the league. You add a stud starter. To put with Nate. And then you already have Waka doing what he's been doing. Pavetta doing what he's been doing. And then, worst case, I mean, you put fucking Rich Hill in the bullpen if you want. If you got Chris Sale piggybacking, whatever. Piggybacking with Rich Hill. Maybe maybe Paxson makes it back. You know, he threw a bullpen in Seattle. I, w- I Second thought, I wouldn't piggyback Sale with Hill because it's, it's not the same look, but it's not too different. I mean, obviously, like the speeds and the movement's a little bit different. But coming from the left side, I don't know. But there's... Yeah, fucking Paxton. That was the other thing. I was mad about that this morning. I was in line getting my coffee this morning. And uh, I was just like, we paid James Paxton $10 million to rehab from Tommy John. And we could have used that money on like a, a reliever. The way I framed that deal in my head was that was the makeup for Erod was saying, hey, we let a mid-rotation lefty go. We know this year we're probably not going to get much, if anything, out of him, but the next two years we'll get him at cheaper money and we'll hope he can give you similar production. Mm. I think it's fair to argue it and question it, but who knows? An arm like that, you get him even if it's August, that means something. And you do have them on good money the next two
4: years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big Maple? Like where the team's at. Vibes are good. Bob. Yeah, like where the vibes are. too. Stay humble. I'm staying humble over here. Don't say it. Definitely don't say it.
2: Jake, you, uh, you taking an ice bath this weekend?
3: A couple, but something that I have been wondering, which a lot of people have been asking us about. Mm-hmm. On June 28th, are we saying it at midnight? Or are we waiting until after the game ends on June 28th? It's a Tuesday night in Toronto against the Blue Jays.
4: Um, what do you think, Jake?
3: I mean, Tuesdays is when we do our stream, so I do feel like a win coming off a Tuesday night where we all just hop into the stream and say it at the same time <laughs> would be a fucking unbelievable moment. I mean, it would be, it would be incredible. But do, yeah. we, do we take that gamble? Like, if we lose...
2: God, not, the vibes would like, not be good. Yeah, you right. can't
3: lose on June 28th. You, you, can't, you can't lose that game.
2: And I'm not trying to insert any negative vibes here, but they will be it without Tanner Houck. Yeah, that's true. I'm not saying that means the bullpen
4: will implode, but... Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't... I, like... I don't want. I don't want to like shoot my load too quick and say it at midnight. But it would be it wouldn't be great if they didn't win the game
2: on June 28th. I'm scared though. Say they drop the opener right, mm-hmm. and it hits midnight, and it's June 28th. Whether they lose the next one, you know, later on June 28th. Yeah, we've got to talk about this. This is a serious issue. Not yeah, issue, this, but subject. This is not something that we can just decide on the fly. Because if the Red Sox lose on Monday, and then
4: at midnight we say it, they can't
2: lose on Tuesday. It's a lot uh, riding we gotta, on that game. Yeah, we've got to talk about this. This is something that we're going to have to have an internal discussion about. Should the people weigh in? I feel like the people should weigh in. Yeah. Please talk to us. Help us open up the voicemail lines for that. Not a bad idea. I mean, the people want to say it, though. That's the thing. It's like they're just going to be like, when's the fucking soonest we can say it? But think if the Red Sox start the opener in that series and they absolutely mash, it's a hell of a game and they pull it off. How the fuck are we not going to say it? I think maybe that's how we handle it. If if the Red Sox win on Monday, then we can say it at midnight. And if they don't, then we have to wait. And what happens if they lose on that day? Back to back. Uh, Well, I feel like June 28th, we can say it on June 28th. We don't have to say it on June
4: 28th. Ooh. I
2: like that. Right? It just, it's an option. Right now, it's not an option. Right. Like, June 28th is when we cross the barrier of being able to say it. Walk over the bridge you've gained access to
4: being able to say it you have the key to the door yes
2: okay i like that that's a that's a way to start yeah like when when did we start with don't say it like they were probably like eight games under 500 oh yeah we've come a long way that's why we said june 28th i think it's been just about a month now right around that I think, it's been, I think, I think it's, it was over a month at the time. Like, we had over a month to get to June 28th, without a doubt. Probably, I don't think we would have said it after the Brave series, but right after that.
4: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think that that's how we handle it. If they win on Monday, we can say it at midnight. But if, I think it's a feel thing too
2: Like if they lose on Monday and then they lose on Tuesday, we can't say it on Wednesday. They salvage the series. We'll have to readjust. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like once you get to June twenty eighth, that's when you're allowed to say it, but it still has to be a the right moment to say it. A lot could come together at that time, you know. Hopefully Whitlock of all the Yankee K are all back at that point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, knock on wood
4: anything could happen that changes that. Mhm. There's a lot of balls up in the air right now. A lot of balls. Big balls. Mhm. Levitating. Gravitating. Mhm. Above the earth. All right.
2: Um we get three sweeps. The official pod prediction. Um, thank you Coley Mick for joining us, special guest as always uh any other final thoughts here please help us talk to us give us your thoughts because we need them yeah i i think we i think we arrived on how to handle it if they win on monday we can say it at midnight and if they don't then it's it's a feel thing if they let's say they lose on monday and then they win fucking huge or even if they just win it all they win it all on tuesday you can say it um it'll it'll be a feel thing if they if they lose Monday, they lose Tuesday, and then on Wednesday they win fucking eighteen to three. You can say it. You may have lost
4: the series, but you can be like eighteen to three is pretty
2: deal. And we'll do this on a live stream. Tuesday, June twenty eighth. Won't we be in Toronto? I will be down the Cape as well. But I'm down for the cause. If you guys are obviously in Toronto, that's quite the commute.
3: Toronto's still TBD.
2: Is it? Lots of balls in the air right now. Lots of balls in the air. Do you do you know something about Toronto that I don't, Jake?
3: No, I you you were the one who told me the other night. You were like, "We're going to Toronto," and I was like, "I didn't even get one email about it."
2: <laughs> I, I I've gotten text messages about it. They kind of put the ball in our court because they were like, "You're going to be doing a lot of traveling between Chicago that the first three days of." July and then right after that you're going to LA for the all-star game so if you don't want to go from Toronto to I can pass on Toronto because I don't think I want to go from Toronto to fucking Chicago either
3: I mean I'm down for whatever but they just they didn't tell me (laughs) it'd be nice to know if you're going to Toronto like you gotta know
2: right all right, then maybe that's not. I mean, because then we obviously we would want to do a stream for June twenty eighth. Hundred percent. I don't think we'll be able to facilitate that in Toronto.
3: Be a lot harder, yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, so then let's not go to Toronto.
3: Sweet. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> but we are
3: going to Chicago. Oh, definitely.
2: Yeah, we're going to Chicago. Do you know anyone in Chicago, Jake?
3: Couple my friends are going to be there.
2: Yeah. Okay. Are they going to hang out
3: with us? Oh, yeah. It's my oh, yeah. birthday that Friday. Whoa. We'll be in Chicago for your birthday? July 1st, Friday. Oh, man. Socks, Cubs. We're going to get so
2: fucked up. We're going to so drink hammered. so much alcohol, dude. Tons of it. I got a couple of friends that live out in Chicago. They can, probably, they can show us a good time.
3: It's perfect.
2: Yeah, just point us in the direction of the alcohol. We're going to drink it.
3: Just head right over to it.
2: Yeah. I'm probably going to shoot up some weed, too.
3: <laughs> how could you not?
2: Yeah. Is that your uh, preferred method? What, mainlining marijuana? Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's how you get the, the good buzz. Uh, I can tell you're experienced. Yeah. Yeah, we just did it yesterday. Do you ever snort it? No, I just mainline it. I do. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I'm that kind of guy. Is that what you did to fall asleep in the car? <laughs> yeah, I was doing uh, <laughs> marijuana lines <laughs> off my, off the you know passenger seat. So right. uh, it worked. Helped that's me sleep amazing. through the overpass. That's sometimes just what you get to do. Yeah, you know, I, that's what people like me, 162 guys, uh, that's what they do to get through it. Right, <laughs> ripping lines of marijuana. When I'm not shooting it up. Right. (laughs) Just booting up marijuana plants um, for Jake's birthday. Jake, would you snort some marijuana?
3: I mean, I already do it all the time. so (laughs) It's nothing different. It's nothing different.
2: (laughs) Well, that's going to be exciting. Um, All right. I guess uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Enjoy your off day on Monday uh be sure again because when are, when are we <clears throat> when are we getting this new fucking streaming
3: platform jake supposedly next week jesus christ
2: more balls in the air this feels like a bit it feels like a bit at this point it's always like a week or two away but it's been a week or two away for like two months <clears throat> once we uh i feel like once we have the ability to tweet out promo videos and things of that nature because we that, like we'll just get ripped on on like TikTok and all these other platforms we put videos out and they're like, oh, you fucking... This video quality sucks. It's like, yeah, because it's Zoom. The second that we could put out promo videos, this podcast, you think we're fucking most downloaded Red Sox podcast now? Just wait. Just wait until we can actually promote it. Promote the podcast. We're not even That's trying yet. Sick. Yeah, we're literally not even trying. We're, we're dribbling up court backwards right now. Just to fuck with you. All these just wait, all these basketball references, Jared. I, I didn't know you were so into it. I'm Dude, having I a ball. hard time keeping up. I ball out, bro. You don't even know. Ball is life. Yeah, yeah. When is the next game? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I was just testing you. Three pointers, baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or a two pointer. <laughs> yeah. This is both. You can get one point too. that and one. That's what they say.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. See you on Thursday. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. All right. Bye. <laughs> Buenas noches, amigos.